What's up, everybody? I'm Janeli Espinal, and welcome to Financially Inclined from Marketplace. We're sharing money lessons for living life your own way. In this episode, we're jumping into scholarships. It is super important to learn about college scholarships because it can really help you pay for the cost of college. We have someone on the show this week that I would call a scholarship whiz. His name is Yusef Haswe, and he's a senior at the University of Chicago, where he received a full ride to attend. Now, he learned that a full ride doesn't necessarily mean full because it didn't include a lot of the costs and expenses that were popping up left and right and that were kind of unexpected for him. That's why he turned to college scholarships to help him bridge those gaps. To date, he has won dozens of scholarships. I won the country's hardest scholarship and got a full ride to my dream school. Now, on top of being a full-time student, Yusuf creates content on TikTok and YouTube to help thousands of other students learn his top scholarship tips. So you know he's got some scholarship sauce for us. All right, let's get into it. I was 10 when I found out that I couldn't go to college. I was 10 when I really understood that we were poor and that going to college like wasn't going to happen unless I got a full ride. The entire time, like I was going through the college process and like all I could think about were scholarships. All I could think about was money. Um, like it wasn't a privilege for me to have a dream school because my dream school was a school that was going to give me a full ride. My dream school was a school mm-hmm. that I could attend. Like that was my only dream. Like it really was touch and go for a little bit. Like I genuinely didn't know if I was going to go to school. That's why I grinded so hard in my scholarship process, just to make sure that I can like have as true of a college experience as a low income student can have. Mm. Now, I think that a lot of students, again, they don't really see themselves as a the type of student that's going to be able to get a big scholarship. And I think yeah, a lot of times people yeah. think scholarships are like these big amounts of money. And so they might be like, okay. Yusuf's probably like the exception because there's no way that I'm going to get. Oh my God. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I hate that. you know, yeah, tell yeah. us what would you say to a student who's like, this is not like, I'm not even going to get one. He's an exception. That is such a myth. Like I hate, I, mm. I still hear that to this day. Like that's one of the scholarship myths that I'm trying to demystify. Um, as students believe like one, like the scholarships available are, are going to be so competitive, but there are some already that are super local, like the community-based scholarships. Some of them like mm. were the biggest ones that I got and they go like straight to your pocket. Most of the community-based ones, so that's even better. And then like the na- the national ones are some of the more competitive ones, but those have more winners like more award money so as long as you put yourself out there i love this like different types of scholarships thing that you're talking about because i, I mean community-based scholarships i don't know if that's something that i really ever even heard of and I've, I've i got a scholarship to college but not a community-based one so tell us what are the different types of scholarships out there and you know how would you categorize them like merit-based academic need-based like what are the different types one there's going to be merit-based scholarships so those are based off academics those can be given nationally or by organizations but a lot of the time you're going to find merit-based scholarships from your schools number two is need-based scholarships you'll often see this with schools so a lot of financial aid package strictly based off finances fafsa your fafsa determines your efc um, and that's your expected family contributions and then number three is community and local-based scholarships so like law firms like community orgs local like base like neighborhood organizations will oftentimes give scholarships just for students in that neighborhood. So definitely tap into your high school counselors because they know all of them. Search up all the law firms in your area. They will 
almost 100% have a scholarship for you. And those are the scholarships that usually go straight into your bank account. I love that. That's amazing. But I need to explain full need schools like for a second, because students don't know that you can just essentially get what we think is a full ride by just applying to a full need school if you have like full demonstrated like need. Low income students like myself, like poor kids, like I assumed automatically like I couldn't go to a school unless it was super cheap. So I was only like mm. thinking like community based schools or city schools when like a bunch of these like liberal arts schools, like a lot of elite schools can cover everything and you can attend an amazing like institution. So search up like full need universities in the US. There's like 50, like to 60 and they will cover everything except for your EFC. So your FAFSA determines your EFC, which is your expected family contribution. Like let's say your family is expected to put up a thousand dollars for you to go to school. Let's say to attend for a year, it's $40,000 and your EFC, your family's expected to put up a thousand, they'll give you 39,000. So they'll give you everything except for your EFC. So just search up full need schools and then that's what we typically see is our traditional like need-based scholarship. That is amazing. So let's go back. Let's pretend that you're in high school all over again and you're oh, about to get ready to... Let's not do that. <laughs> Before all the scholarships. Before all the scholarships. Bad, bad, bad. Let's say you have to apply to college all over again. But you now know, you now know what you know. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you do in terms of like, start like mapping out exactly how you would pay for everything especially given that you're you know applying for scholarships these are the keys if you're a high school student out there these are the keys to success um whoa i think the first thing i would do is you know me and like i need to be organized i need to be so organized in this process i'm making databases for everything one like i had a database for flying scott like flying scholarships so schools that could fly me out to visit them i had a database mm-hmm. for college apps i didn't have a database for scholarships like live i would just send myself links and like mark the the deadline for the scholarship on my calendar and then that was the only notification i was getting that worked but there were so many that i was missing and i think high schoolers forget this is literally your one chance like your one shot like you're going through one application cycle like as a high school senior that's when the most scholarships are open so i think right now I, i would personally get that database get that database um put in all the ones that you're eligible for and i think the best way to find those scholarships is literally google maybe like your ethnicity like i would search up like adab or like student of color scholarships like sort of any financial needs like low income and then where you're at like new york city like as soon as you put all of those boom the first thing that comes up scholarship plus for me Student of Color, Low Income, New York City Scholarship Plus. That was a $20,000 scholarship that goes directly to the student. And I won it just because I Googled that. So students, just being as specific as possible about where you're coming from, you find those like yeah. more niche scholarships, put that in the database. And then you want to apply as early as possible. Like that's, that's what I would do. The first thing I would do is like the minute it opens, I'm applying. Because this is like one last like super, super insider tip. If you take anything from this, you know, anything from this is a lot of these readers, like the Coca-Cola, for example, the Coca-Cola scholarship gets like a hundred thousand applicants. Why would I be picked out of a hundred thousand? There's only three, 300 winners. Well, like they, they say who the winners are, like not even five days or a week after it closes. There's no way Mr. Coca-Cola is reading a hundred thousand applicants in five days. So should we be putting like Two weeks before the, do- the deadline. Oh, you should, be put- yeah, you should be putting the opening date, the day that it opens, yes. uh, if they're transparent about that, for sure. Yeah. Something we also need to demystify is that you could be winning money way even after graduation. 
and we're all sort of not even on the scholarship game anymore after high school. But like you can continuously, you can keep getting that bag. And right now, college yeah. college sophomores, the Obama Voyager Scholarship is open for college college sophomores, and it's a ten thousand dollar like budget for a voyage. They fly you out to New York City twice. They give you twenty thousand wow. dollars, like just twenty thousand dollars flat, and then they give you a twenty thousand dollar um Airbnb credit. It's like two thousand for the next 10 years after you graduate. Like, are you kidding me? Uh, ultimate trips, unlimited, <laughs> unlimited trips. Like I'm, me and my friend group, we're out. We're out every year. Um, but yeah, like there's, there are programs like that that are still so cool. Like that's so yeah. dope. And it's open to, to college sophomores. So I think that's really important too, because I think that there are a lot of misconceptions, like you mentioned, where you like a lot of students would think, oh, but I'm not, I'm only going to get a scholarship if I was low income or if I was a student of color, if I was a first generation American, but I'm not low income. I'm not first generation. Yeah. Yeah. And you can still win money. You can still win money. Like those are most of the scholarships that I, I tend to prioritize and I tend to amplify, but there's so many out there. You can literally, there was a scholarship I just saw the other day of any student who helps their parents who own a restaurant. Like if, if just that's your situation, Mm -hmm. like there's such niche and different ways to, to win scholarships. Yeah. Got it. So y'all heard that. If you're not low income, that doesn't mean that you're not eligible for scholarships. That's not true. It just means you have to look for things that you, you know, that resonate with you that I, that you identify with. Love that. I really like what you mentioned about how like you get a full ride and the word full is like not entirely true because you know my story and that pretty much happened to me where Mm -hmm. they talk about how it's a full scholarship but that that didn't cover my textbooks that didn't cover my amtrak that didn't cover you know the science lab fees and the art supplies there were so many things that i felt like i had to come out of pocket for and i didn't have the money out of pocket and that's why i ended up in credit card debt Mm -hmm. so if you could kind of talk to students that are coming up behind you like they're a couple years behind you and and thinking about college now what are the other costs that you would tell them like Listen, you got to consider these other things when it comes to college. Oh my God, absolutely. Eating out. Oh my God, because the the dining hall food is disgusting. <laughs> I mean, you're going to have like 3 a.m. like pizza nights or insomnia <laughs> cookie nights with your friends. And I'm telling you, like, I think that adds up the most. Like the DoorDashes, the mm-hmm. Uber Eats, just feeding yourself, sustaining yourself is hard in college. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I had to buy a whole new winter coat. I'm from, I'm from New York. Like it's cold in New York. Chicago, <laughs> Chicago is Ooh. a different beast. And like, even just like shampoo, like I, if you also mm. if like you're in a dorm or you have your own bathroom. So I had to clean it myself, yeah. like that, like those supplies. So were there any other challenges outside of just like figuring out how to spend the money? Like, did mm. you get taxed on any of the scholarships? Oh my God. Um, how could I forget this? How could I forget this? Okay. So some scholarships. Well, almost all of them. Some, some will be, some will be open to, um, like paying the tax for you. So they'll just take that already off the top. A lot of times they'll send you like 1099s. However, student expenses are a tax write off. I'm, I'm, I'm not promoting tax fraud. I'm just saying how it is. Like if you, if you're using the full amount for student expenses, then you can write off a lot of what you're spending. Mm-hmm. As long as you have receipts to back it up. I was like, I didn't even understand how much money I was making mm-hmm. because I was like, oh, there it's free money. So I wasn't like yeah. setting aside 25% to ensure like, um, at least I was paying, I was paying whatever that cut was in full. So I was, I was just shocked. Mm-hmm. Like I was just way shocked the first time. Now I've adjusted. Like now I, I set aside an amount. Do you recommend like splitting up the scholarship as soon as you get it immediately? 
put away. Yeah, one fourth of it. Fourth. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Just to be safe, but also keep all of your receipts, keep everything. Yep. Yeah. yeah, you can show what the money was used for and if it was for school. So where do you put that money then? Because if it's in your checking account, you're probably going to use it. So if you pull 25% oh, aside, savings, do you... Of course. Savings. And if, you, if you're in a high yield savings account, like you taught us, then Tell the them. money that you're setting aside will give you even more, gain you even more money as you go through, yes. as you go through college. So it's just, it's just a win-win. So open a high yield savings account and put 25% of your scholarship amount in there to account for the taxes that you will owe when you the following year when you're taxed on the previous year's scholarship money. Mm-hmm. That right was there. such a good question because I forgot how much anxiety like that brought me like with tax season like my first time I was a mess. I still haven't recovered. Well, I'm sorry you had to deal with so much anxiety, but it sounds like <laughs> you really come around to a place where you now have systems in place to help you organize this money, For manage sure. the money better, For just sure. kind of keep track of where it is and make sure your taxes are on point so you're not getting in trouble with the IRS. Absolutely. (laughs) Listen, this is amazing. And thank you for coming on here to tell all this game because the the truth is, you learn the hard way by making mistakes. And if we don't create content like this, the next generation is going to learn the hard way by making mistakes again. Absolutely. Thank you. I love this space you're providing. One more important tip when it comes to scholarships is that if your college or university offers you a scholarship, you can actually negotiate that offer. It's as easy as calling up the financial aid office and asking them for more. Now, of course, you'll need to show proof of why you need more, but you'll never know unless you try. Now, I love everything that Yusuf shared on this pod, from getting started early to staying organized, and especially to continuing to apply for scholarships even after you start your first year. But now, we gotta talk about that action. This week, using Yousef's tips, I want you to find a few different scholarships that you want to apply for. And I already know that you're going to create that clean and organized spreadsheet to keep track of all the details. All right. Good luck getting those scholarship dollars. Financially Inclined is brought to you by Marketplace from American Public Media in collaboration with NextGen Personal Finance. I'm your host, Janely Espinal. Our senior producers are Haley Hirschman and Zoe Saunders. Our video editor is Francesca Mantle, and our graphics artist is Mallory Brangan. Our producers are Hannah Harris-Green and Haley Hirschman. Gary O'Keefe is our sound engineer. Our intern is H. Conley. Bridget Bodner is the director of podcasts. Francesca Levy is the executive director. Neil Scarborough is the VP and general manager of Marketplace. Our theme music is by Wonderly. Financially Inclined is funded in part by the Cy Sims Foundation, partnering with organizations and people working for a better and more just future since 1985. And special thanks to the Ranzetta Family Charitable Fund and NextGen Personal Finance for continuing to support Marketplace in its work to make younger audiences smarter about the economy.